0: This is your attorney and your host, Alan Edmonds. I'm with the uh, Edmonds Law Firm, and as many of you know from these podcasts and my YouTube video series, I have been practicing uh, security clearance law and federal employee law as well as military law for over 46 years. I am delighted to share my experience and actual courtroom experience with each one of you. What's exciting is when you uh, call me with questions and uh, it tells me what's of concern to you as a listener, and I want to respond and make sure that uh, you get some fresh information and also fresh insight into actual cases, and that's what we're going to do today. Another inquiry that we frequently get at the Edmonds Law Firm, and as you know, we have offices coast to coast is um, do you handle other agency cases? Do you handle FBI, CIA, uh, Department of Defense, or Department of Energy uh, cases, or TSA, or Homeland Security? And the answer is yes. In 46 years, we've been uh, privileged to represent employees and contractors before all federal agencies, and that includes the military. Uh, I have personally appeared before the uh, Army, the Navy, uh, Marine Corps, and Coast Guard uh, judicial branches. I'm certified in the Sierra Judicial District for the Marine Corps in uh, Southern California and the Southwest uh, Judicial District in the Navy. Um, I have done literally uh, uh, over a 1,000 courts marshals and appeared before Administrative Boards. I've done uh, 3,500 hearings before uh, varying agencies for uh, security clearance. And uh, today's case, we are going to zero in on a different agency, because many of you say, well, I know you're an expert with DOHA, and doing DOD security clearances, but how do you do with the Department of Energy? And so today, In response to that inquiry, which is certainly a valid question, I want to give you an actual case before the Department of Energy that just came down. We just got the results two days ago, and uh, I'm going to review that. The case involved alcohol abuse and consumption, which is guideline G in the directive. As you know, 5220.6 DOD directive. Uh, lists the 13 adjudicative guidelines that the federal government uses to deny your application for a clearance or to revoke your clearance. If they find out that, uh, you got a, a drunk driving charge or there was a public intoxication, or you showed up at work with alcohol in your breath, the government will swoop down on you like a vulture. And, uh, raise issues under guideline G, alcohol consumption. So let's take a quick look at that. We've discussed it before. It's a very common allegation that the government files. Uh, Guideline F is financial, that's the number one. And then we have guideline B. And uh, of course, guideline uh, G and uh, guideline H are also frequently used. Guideline H is drug involvement And that's under an incredible state of change right now in flux because of the change that the federal government is finally making in its uh, review of marijuana cases. Uh, Alcohol has always been with us. It's been a very steady uh, number of cases coming out of the Fort Meade uh, Consolidated Adjudication Facility and uh, the DOE uses the same uh, adjudicative guidelines. So does the Department of State. Um, They all use the same adjudicative guidelines and guideline G is alcohol consumption. So let's look at that now. The concern is that excessive alcohol consumption leads to the exercise of questionable judgment or the failure to control impulses and can raise questions about an individual's reliability and trustworthiness. Well, that makes sense. I mean, we can't have an individual that's in a state of alcohol abuse or dependency handling classified information or being allowed to go into classified spaces. Um, There are uh, concerns that uh, and one of the most is alcohol incidents, um, driving under the influence, child or spousal abuse, disturbing the peace. Uh, these are the types of incidents that the government looks for. Uh, also fighting and uh, behavior problems, anger management problems. And one of the big ones, which is amazing, is people that report to work in the morning or after lunch with alcohol on their breath. And uh, drinking on the job is a huge issue for the federal government and they will file a statement of reasons an sor and you know from my podcast an sor is a dangerous document when you get it uh, please please call us at 800-481-2526 our experts will help you navigate that but uh, the people that handle these cases themselves the workers that say well i think i'm going to save a couple bucks and try and do this myself the numbers don't lie, uh, most of the time they lose, they lose their clearance, they lose their job, and now their family is without a income source. So this is not the area where you want to save a few dollars. You want to call the Edmonds law firm immediately upon receipt of a notice of proposed action, or a notice of unsuitability, or a statement of reasons that raises uh, these issues, or even the other ones. But today we're focusing on guideline G um the other concerns that uh, the government has is habitual or binge uh, consumption today's case uh, that we're going to discuss before the department of energy which was litigated by one of our outstanding trial lawyers uh, dealt with a individual woman who consumed vodka uh, on a regular basis and uh, so the court was looking at habitual drinking Then uh, another concern is a diagnosis by a qualified medical or mental health expert. This is a real danger zone because the government is going to send you, if you're being suspected of alcohol abuse or use, they're going to send you for a alcohol assessment before one of their experts, a physician, a clinical psychologist, psychiatrist, etc., And I want you to know that the initial findings of those experts almost consistently uh, reaches a conclusion that you have an alcohol problem and therefore are uh, untrustworthy. You must obtain a uh, independent evaluation. And our law firm has a list of qualified uh, physicians, psychiatrists that can do that. We uh, offer a whole menu to our clients of things that they can do to mitigate this case. And that's probably why the Edmonds Law Firm is so successful. We uh, really are aggressive in our litigation. We don't win every single case, but we win uh, our fair share. And uh, it's because of our experience and our knowledge in this area. I mean, we've done this for 46 years. So we've been around uh, for a long time Uh, This isn't our first rodeo and that experience and that training and that education uh, filters down to the benefits of our client and the results speak for themselves. Then there are mitigating factors, which is really the focus of our representation for our clients. We want to aggressively mitigate the concerns of the government. And to do that, we uh, in this case, we introduced over 16 Separate documents, we had testimony, and we had expert testimony. And if you as a lay person tried to represent yourself, you just would not be able to effectively navigate testimony, cross-examination, and objections at the hearing. And that's what happens uh, when people represent themselves. They go into a silent mode. They let the government attorney get away with anything, and they don't know how to stop it. And it's a sad, sad day when I read the transcript of those hearings and I see how the pro-per, those people that represent themselves, I see how they were taken advantage of unwittingly in the courtroom. So in any event, let's turn to this uh, DOE case, this Department of Energy. And uh, what happened was the uh, local security officer, commonly referred to as an LSO, sent interrogatories to our client client wasn't represented at the time. She tried to navigate these herself. And uh, here's the first caveat uh, that I want to share with you, the first uh, uh, red flag. When you get interrogatories from any government agency, interrogatories are written questions. I don't care if it's one question or if it's 10 questions, please call an attorney to uh, properly answer those interrogatories. They are not what they seem. And many of you say, this looks easy. I'll just answer this and uh, that'll be it. Well, not so. Every word that you write down in a answer to a written interrogatory must be defended at a later time. And you should know that if you're getting interrogatories, then your case is headed toward a statement of reasons and a formal revocation action. Interrogatories are called discovery. They're very, very important. You should not be answering them yourself. We offer a flat feed. It's very modest. We have a discount for uh, veterans. So call us at 800 481 2526 if you get interrogatories. Um, the case involved a, a woman, as I said, and uh, she had an alcohol problem. She was consuming uh, alcohol uh, consistently. And uh, she even admitted in the interrogatories that she had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. I find those uh, words to be uh, disquieting and not in her best interest, but those were her words. Um, She wasn't represented. And she further admitted that she sought help through the employee assistance program, which was a credit to her. But uh, she was further evaluated. Um, She then went to a psychologist. Uh, the DOE sent her to their psychologist for evaluation and a lot of testing. Uh, We offer preparation for those sessions. If you've been ordered to go to an evaluation, don't just walk into it and sit down. You should be prepared for it and you can call the Edmonds law firm for a prep session. Um, After her session and the testing, there was an opinion uh, reached that the individual had a alcohol use disorder commonly referred to as an AUD and she ranked it at a moderate level and um, so after that uh, the the nails were driven into the coffin and the uh, LSO the local security officer uh, forwarded the case and of course a statement of reasons was issued the hearing was set And we demanded a hearing, and uh, all of our lawyers are litigators here at the Edmonds Law Firm. We have a lot of experience. I sent in a a very, very good lawyer uh, to do this case, Uh, Chris Snowden, who's an attorney with the Edmonds Law Firm, and he litigated this case. He called witnesses, uh, took direct examination took uh, cross-examination as I said he introduced 16 documents into evidence and his whole thrust in this case was to mitigate the concerns and the judge said uh, that the individual has to come forward at the hearing with evidence to convince the DOE that granting or restoring access authorization will not endanger the common defense and security and will be fully consistent with the national interest. This is an interesting point. If the case is even, in other words, the judge is presented with evidence of aggravation or concern and evidence of mitigation and neither one is compelling, then the judge is going to decide in favor of the government and the case is going to result in an unfavorable uh, ruling against the clearance. So you have an uphill battle in these cases. and. Um, in any event uh our client was fully prepared we prepared the client with uh prep sessions for her testimony at the conclusion of the case she felt fantastic and she even said so she said uh to our attorney i could never have done this without you thank you so much and she hadn't even gotten the results yet and uh, anyway she testified uh we worked on her testimony about what she should say we had her prepared for the questions that the court and the government attorney um, were going to ask. And how do we know that? Well, we knew that from experience. We've done so many of these cases. We know where the government's gonna come from. So the judge agreed with us in the end. The judge found three uh, mitigating factors that were sustained by our evidence. And uh, the first was that our client acknowledged the problem. She didn't try and sidestep it because we counseled her. We told her how to do that. Um, we told her to get into counseling programs. She did that, and then she successfully completed her counseling. So the Department of Energy is a uh, a, a tough customer. Uh, we think they're very professional. The judges there are very very good, and we uh, love presenting cases to them. This case was decided in favor of our client. And uh, the words that every litigant wants to hear were contained in this uh, decision, a written decision. The judge says, Accordingly, the individual has demonstrated that restoring her security clearance would not endanger the common defense and would be clearly consistent with the national interest. Therefore, The individual security clearance should be restored. So that was an amazing decision. It was fantastic for the client, for her family, for her employer. And uh, we are delighted that she uh, contacted us. She had consulted other law firms that said it was a tough case and uh, unlikely to be uh, favorable. And she came to the Edmonds Law Firm. We take a lot of cases that other attorneys refuse. We also get referrals from other attorneys. And we appreciate the compliment. Uh, We are litigators at the Edmonds Law Firm. So as I said, we are available to you. We are open six days a week. Uh, We welcome veterans. And we welcome uh, federal employees. Uh, Don't go into this arena, this octagon by yourself take uh, one of our gladiators with you. Thank you for listening and call us at 800-481-2526 if you have questions.